Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Uberwald to 4X, this is a Project Podcast. Episode number 33. Ooh, I wonder if they have snow in Clatch. Hmm, doesn't look like it. Hello, and welcome to another Project Podcast. It's me, it's Graham, and I'm back for another one. No Reese this time. Reese is back doing the learning stuff, and I'm not going to pester him too often about all this here. So, Reese will be back when he's got bits of holidays and that, and he can fit in, as you may have gathered in the last episode. So, otherwise, oh, I suppose we can start with the Ankh Morpork Times. Times! Times, get your Ankh-Morpork Times. Times, get your Ankh-Morpork Times. So, two pieces of news. First of all, if you're living within the uh, areas of Cardiff, so that can be anywhere from Gloucester and... Bristol, and even North Devon, then you might be able to get yourself across to Cardiff, to the uh, In The Gate Theatre, from the 8th to the 11th of April 2015, from 7, uh, from 7.30pm, that's a 1930 hundred hours, um, or 2.30 p.m., that's 14.30 in the afternoon, matinee on the 11th uh, of April. Um, get yourself along to see Witches Abroad being done as a live stage production. This is, like I say, uh, in the Gate Theatre in Kepoch Street in Cardiff. Uh, tickets are available from www.monstrous ptc.com that's m o n s t r o u s p t c.com the tickets are 8 quid or 8 pounds and concessions are 6 pounds so that's the 8th to the 11th of april 2015 7:30 p.m. from the 8th to 11th and one off mantenay on the 11th of April at 2.30pm in Cardiff at the In The Gate Theatre. So, moving along. So, it is Australian Disco World Convention time again as well. So, Nullus Axiatus 5 will be held in Sydney on the 10th to the 12th of April at the Novotel Parramatta in Parramatta, New South Wales. 
Um, now the tickets are um, $120 to $180 for an attending uh, member ticket, $500 for an entire family ticket, uh, the gala dinner ticket is $65 and the supporting membership is $30. Uh, there's also t-shirts uh, and the like you can get there. As I say, that is also at the same time as the uh, as the um, the theatre. Uh, that's the tenth to the twelfth of April, twenty fifteen, at the Novotel, Paramatta in Paramatta, New South Wales. Paramatta. That's P A R A M A T A. So. If you want to get hold of them, uh, there's at Nullus Anxietus V, that's N U L U S A N X I E T A S V on Twitter, and there's also the Facebook group as well for the Australian Disc World Convention. Um, if you want to find the website, the website is at ausdwcon.org, that's AUS dwcon.org so get you along there for all your um, your so looking roughly at the program of events apart from the Dala uh, Dala Gala dinner um, there's a well there's the arts and crafts with a thousand elephant elephants origami class art exhibition uh, chain mail craft class card making uh, flicker book and knitting with Sadie and Dotsy, and then there's also the charity event. There's an auction uh, following the huge success of the 2011 auction. And once again, sourcing their own world for disc memorabilia, <coughs> collectible stuff <coughs> for your delectation. And uh, so, if you want to get hold of them for that and you want to actually give a piece for the auction, uh, you can contact publicity at ausdwcon.org that's publicity at ausdwcon.org now there's passive entertainment as well there's a bedtime stories there's the nanny ogs kitchen rules uh the truth uh glenn brook players will be given a sneak preview of the next production the truth uh troll bridge your chance to to see the one and only fun made uh, disc world film uh, the dedication of Daniel Knight and his team to this world who uh, kickstarter project uh, uh, so this will be uh, be the premiere of uh, Trollbridge if I'm not mistaken oh you lucky people there's also other events there's Eprim I need a new tongue opening ceremony uh, the 4x uh, factor uh, red Carpet Walk of Fame uh, Masquerade So you can join the Red Carpet Your chance to show off your favourite Discworld character So that's a practically uh, or a cosplay The Gala Dinner The Closing Ceremonies No Participation Events Esther What Not Sink or Swim Sink and as in Synchronisation Fred and Din Ginger's Dancing Class The Holy Wood Walk of Fame uh, Morris dancing, the stick and bucket dance, pinhole cameras, the quiz, Victor and Swords fighting workshop, uh, 
the flushing blade, though this is not the podcast, um, an introduction to the art of uh, Foley, uh, which is a chance to create a unique soundtrack. So uh, basically, Foley is that that you know here, you know, here. Ah, it's making noisy stuff for films. A werewolf, which is uh, the the old traditional game. What a duck, deformed rabbit. Film night as well. Uh, information sen uh, sessions will also be uh, about uh, go for a newbies initiation. Uh, not as conscientious. Um, the studio events are studio hours, designated slots for st uh, studio members to organise, create, and point source activities. And studio presentation hour, uh, studio event. Not to be missed at all your Discworld con friends make fools of themselves in the name of entertainment. So that's a sort of list of what's all going on. And as I say, if you go to ausdwcon.org, then you'll get all your program details there. So next after this is the new members of the Watch, I believe. Welcome to the Watch. Sergeant Detritus over there will swear you in. Detritus! Yes, Mr. Vines. So, this time around, I have got another mega list. And I'm alone to do this bit, so I shall crack on visit, as we say in Uberwald. So, yes, starting off with Lee P. Donnelly. Tracy Pimbert, uh, Mike Pierce Owen, Luca Fancello, Kate Lomas, John Seeley, Natalie Simpson, Paul Edwards, Victoria Murphy, Flower Duchy, Sarah Spall, Roscoe Winnie, I mean, I say Mc. Oh, gee whiz, this is a good one. McGlina. Michalova, I think, uh, Emily Bates, Wendy Jones, Jumana Musa, or Musa, Dick Tim, Ali Smith, Sonja Bob, Uli Lili, Terence Roberts, Sarah Jane Dawson, Stuart Marks, Jane Roberts, Camel, Ka er, sorry, Callum Stanley Strike, Gabriella Radu, Martin Gibbs, Mark Basterfield, Kate Louise Twitch, Tari Levy White, Carl Filthpig Franzen. Somebody's a bit of a fan of uh, the. Um, oh gee whiz! I was going to say the mission. That's the wrong ministry. Ministry's a sort of, um, well, I can describe them. It's a industrial metal band. One of only had a couple that are any good anyway. So, hello. So, carrying on. Ian Thompson. Uh, Lisbeth Blaze. Uh, Bedrin Gala Younes. Aaron Watson. Bobo Hedberg. Uh, Sanborn Brunei. Uh, Ross Corsi, Mario Jorge Maya Amori, okay, that one I'm not going to be able to pronounce it, Amoria, 
Amoreria. Hmm. A M O R E I R A. Okay. Michael Lawrence. Justine. Cat Crazy Window. Mm -hmm. Peter White or Pete White. Angela Harding. Andy Omerod. 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 I'm guessing anyway. Um, Ross Aaron. Christina Cooper. Dimka Petkova, Toby Ruffle, Evla Dudchek, I'm having a guess at Dudchek, it's D-U-D-E-K, uh, Dean Jennings, Clyde Johnson, Angus Gordon Farley, Jimmy Dimmick, oh that's a good Scots name, uh, Kieran Fitzgerald, a good Irish name, Dazzy Morgan, Alan Doig, Susan Macklem, Jamie Taylor, Susan Fisher, Paul Seabrook, Michelle Glasgow, Darren Baker, Andrew Laidlaw. Yes, there's a couple of pages still to go, and I'm in a couple of pages. So please hold on to your hats. Stephen Cairns, Ian Judas Pritchard. Jacqueline Woodward-Smith, Yvette Louise Woodley-Swarbrick, jeez, a good long name there, uh, Robert Greenall, Dan Thomason, Tomas, oh, then I'm going to be guessing here, Vrichtka. I had a smattering of, of, uh, of, of, of old East Block country languages but it's only smattering so I apologize. Uh, Bundy Woodstock, uh, Didier Rabua, that's a good name, Marissa Thomas, Stephen Ray, Kevin Jones, Liz Janes, Abigail Dunshelm Morris On, Ruth Neymark, Steve Kirby, oh Kirby, yeah cool, uh, Victoria Barrett, Alan Doig once again. It was in, he was out, he was in, he was out, but hey ho, we got it the second time. Sean Ag Bailey, Una Canoch, I thought, Una, I've done it again. Sorry, Una, Una Canoch, back in the group. Now, uh, Una, they had, uh, she's one of the girls who was doing, or she was the only girl after, well, it's happened again. Uh, with Yuna, uh, real life caught w with her, so she wasn't pushed out of the group. With more, she real life got uh, caught up with her, and she needed to go have time for herself and life. And we had another one, Spud Doig, in and out of the group, but back in again, back again, I suppose. And Michael John Sims, who I know from the Disc uh, Disc World Monthly Newsletter Facebook group, Philip John Woods, Hilary Bailey Carr. Ralph Rocco Radinsky, Ben Farlam, Mike Toots, Peter John Armstrong, Bob Grace, Monica Veronica, Wer Monica Veronica, I guess, or Veronica, um, Gareth Blossom Yates, Blossom Yates, I suppose is another way to pronounce that. Uh, David Kiprian, 
And last but not least, Pete Whitehead, once again, I think. So, if you want to join the Facebook group, which is known as The Watch, then get yourself along, if you're on Facebook, to um, The Pratchett Podcast. If you t type it in the search field, which is the one with the little um, magnifying glass thingamajig there, uh, then I'll put you into our Facebook group. And uh, yeah, again, that was a nice, nice, very, 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 very long list. That was approximately about just about over four and a bit pages, almost five pages of new recruits to the watch. So moving on a little bit, it is time for the clucks. Clucks. So, all back in stuff. So, first one, well, it's from Colin. Who else? Hello, Colin. Thank you for always sending you lovely maily stuff. So, this is Colin's thing about the Jingo. Greetings, Jingo. Another book I did not really like when I first read it in 1997. I feel I seem to be saying that an awful lot now uh, when writing these reviews. Let's just say the late 1990s was not a good time for me and Terry Pratchett novels. However, this is a good book and enjoyable to read. I've always thought Jingo as a dark book, and it's the darkest book the series so far. But the overall tone of the text is quite light. It's a watch book, so I know who will be happy, yes that'd be me, <clears throat> on this reread. I did note a point that I had not noticed before. This may be coincidence, or another example of the disc world mirroring round world, or Terry being very clear. Probably the latter. The first third of the book is basically the folk uh, of Ankh-Morpork looking for an excuse to start a war so they can teach Johnny Foreigner a damn good lesson. And there is a character called Jenkins, who has his uh, boat uh, stopped and cargo confiscated by the evil clutchins in Roundworld. Uh, there was a seven-year war, well, not the seven-year war, that came later, uh, between Britain and Spain in the 1730s called the War of Jenkins' Ear. Basically, the Spanish were allowed by treaty, signed at the end of the previous war, to stop and search British ships. Obviously, this was quite unpopular with the people, particularly ship owners. Anti-Spanish sentiment was growing, and when a Captain uh, Robert Jenkins' ship was stopped, he had his ear sliced off because he was suspected of smuggling. This proved to be the tipping point. His ear was saved in a jar and paraded before Parliament to uh, dramatically stir up the House and push them to vote for war. This was the time of Robert Walpole, Britain's first Prime Minister. He was against the war, and when it was declared, uh, he is quoted to have said in regards to public jubilation, uh, they are ringing their bells, soon they will ringing their hands. Another theme I noticed in the first half of the book was how people were taught to hate a certain group or race of people. This has unfortunately been repeated throughout history, often with tragic results. During World War War, the British people were taught to hate the Germans and everything German. Prior to World War War, uh, German goods had been very popular in Britain. This would not be 
the case again until the 1970s with the rise of the German car industry. Well, a bit earlier than that, but uh -huh. with the Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, in Jingo, this is shown uh, by the persuasion of a clutching family who are driven out of their home by the mob and back to their so-called homeland. A homeland in, with which many of their family have no connection, having been in Ankh-Morpork and born in Ankh-Morpork. So, having been quite dark up until now, there are lighter moments. The scenes between Nobby, uh, Colon, Veterinary and Leonard are priceless. And exactly how do you get a donkey out of Minaret? The last point I will touch on on is the disorganizer. I love the disorganizer character with its bingly bingly beep, always trying to be helpful in its literal way. How many people uh, had one of these not so smart devices in the late 90s, early 2000s? Yes, I'm one of them. <clears throat> That's me personally, not, not Colin. Uh, and who knew how to use them? I had uh, a work one with a green screen. Oh, yes, the palms. The old, old palm twos and threes. Um, at which I kept a few contacts and downloaded a few old ZX Spectrum games. Oh, yes. Would it ever sync with mail? No. Would I read a manual? No. To this day, I do not have a smartphone. And I only joined Facebook because Graham made me. No, I didn't. No, 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 no. But I digress again. The uh, unnamed character of the disorganizer did help to lighten the tone of the book initially until Vimes accidentally picks one up from the wrong uh, leg of the trousers of time. That does make sense in the book. Then it gets all rather chilling. To say more, it would be too spoilish. But this minor character goes on a journey, both literal and a literary one. And on that bad joke, I shall end. I've had uh, I've added a couple of links about the real Captain Jenkins to the show notes. So um, that's en uh, enwikipedia.org backslash wiki backslash war underscore of underscore Jenkins percent sign twenty seven underscore ear. And or if you go looking for Robert Jenkins, Master Mariner, uh, then you'll um, you'll find that. Now, um, yes, the um, I might come to it later if I remember to have a look at it. But um, yeah, there was all the things of um, disorganizers and that and games. Yes, but I did read the manual myself. Um, and there always there's, there's always people looking to start a war. Uh, unfortunately, um, yeah, you've only got to look at the news at the moment, and there's a big bunch of idiots who are calling themselves, uh, yeah, all, all, yeah. I'm not going to go there. I really am not. Uh, let's say I disagree on a major scale, and it's only really, I suppose, uh, a result. Of something that a uh, previous big, well, a government that concerns itself big but hasn't had an empire in the last hundred years to really to speak of, and the empire it had in the last 70 years was basically just falling apart anyway. So I, I carry on instead of, of dropping things in there that might make people 
I want to dislike me. So the next one is from Patty. Patty Panic. Hey, hi, Patty. So this is an announcement that the uh, Sasquan Discworld uh, fun are gathering. So this is one she's forward to me. Uh, hi, Graham. Here's an announcement of the great Discworld fun gathering a Sasquan. Uh, I just submitted this to Jason Anthony to include. That's Jason Anthony of Disc uh, Discworld Monthly, uh, the newsletter, Facebook group, and newsletter. Uh, to include a new section in this one monthly email newsletter, so I thought I should submit this for the Inclusive Nick Project podcast. Thanks in advance for your help. So, come one, come all, to the old great Discworld fan gathering at Sasquan. The world's science fiction and fantasy convention takes, in, takes place in Spokane, Washington. Oh, Spokane. <laughs> That reminds me of PBS. I was watching when I was in Canada last time. <clears throat> anyway, carry on. Uh, Washington, Washington State, that is, uh, on the August, well, it goes from August the 19th to the 23rd, 2015. So it's the 19th to the 23rd of August, uh, for the rest of us, known as uh, Sasquan. It will attract over 5,000 science fiction and fantasy fans from all over the world. Among the ranks will be hundreds, if not thousands, of Discworld enthusiasts. The organisers of this convention would like to invite you all of you to be a part of the great Discworld fan gathering at Sasquan. Sasquan takes place in Spokane, Washington, a gorgeous area in the Pacific Northwest which basically means if you like food, there's probably going to be lots of decent food around. They're very well known for it in the Pacific Northwest. They're very, very good. It's on the west coast of the United States, about four hours drive from Seattle, Washington, or about uh, two and a half hours drive from Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada. Uh, to give you sort of perspective, they're really quite on the border there, about there. Mm. Sorry, I had to take a tea break there. So, for more information about this convention, please visit http sasquan.org. That's S-A-S-Q-U-A-N.org. Spokane is a great city with an international airport. There is a lot to see and do for individuals and families. For more information about Spokane, um, Washington State, please visit, visit spokane.com. That's Visit S P O K A N E. So visit Spokane.com. Uh, various North American Discworld uh, guilds have, have been uh, invited to organize and host a Discworld fan meet at uh, Sasquan. These include the Seamstresses Guild, the Seamstress Guild, famous for parties. Uh, it has many. Uh, Decorators, cos, uh, oh, costumers, sorry, <laughs> tripping my, over my own brain, and performers among its members. The alchemists, our science minds, the cunning artificers, arts and crafts, disco musicians and singers, uh, for, oh gosh, what is that for? Phil King and other fun? Hmm, okay. Engravers and printers, uh, the Dark Clerks, folks who like to organise both paper and uh, people behind the scenes. 
Uh, our fabulous bakers. I told you there'd be good food there, didn't I tell you? Lovers of food and drink who may be leading some of our pub crawls. Oh, God, a pub crawl on Spokane. <laughs> <clears throat> the witches and wizards, cunning women and uh, men who love history, uh, myth and folklore. Various disquilled family groups. The Black Ribboners, which is uh, disquilled folks in recovery. And more. The North American Seamstresses Guild will be hosting its famous parties at, at this convention and a Discworld exhibit will be mounted in the convention's exhibition room. Discworld fans are invited to submit their art at the Sasquan Art Show and the costumers, <clears throat> costumers should be uh, considered en uh, consider entering the famous Worldcon Costume Masquerade. Uh, there's costume as well, and cosplayers, uh, costumers, yeah, that's the old word, costumers. Mm. Uh, the programme and events uh, events uh, departments are working with notable fans and attendees from around the world to create fascinating uh, Discworld themes, tracks, uh, themed tracks for fans. Many events, events will take place at the Spokane Convention Centre. Many of the parties and meets will take place at the historic uh, Davenport Hotel. See the Davenport Hotel and Tower, Spokane, Washington. In photos, America's uh, in, in photos, uh, America's top historic hotels. So if you're looking up Forbes.com backslash pictures backslash E M E J four five J H D I backslash the minus Davenport minus hotel minus and minus tower minus Spokane minus wash minus two backslash and you'll find them there and reservations have just opened for the new Grand Hotel one of several hotels with varying and reasonable rates that sounds a bit dodgy reasonable rates mm, sounds familiar hmm reasonably rate anyway uh, <clears throat> All this serving this world con. Sasquan writes that the Grand is still under construction. What will be open in June? June. Uh, it is part of the Davenport collection, which is now uh, branded as the Marriott. Ah, oh, Marriott Hotels. Yeah, everyone knows Marriott. Uh, it will be attached to the Spokane Convention Centre, the SCC. I know an SCC, that's the Scottish uh, Scottish Convention Centre, or it says SC, oh, I think they've renamed that now, SECC, I think it's called the Scottish Exhibition and Convention Centre now, it's called, anyway, I digress, uh, across the street uh, via Skybridge on the southwest side, uh, the IMB Theatre is the closest space in, uh, in the SEC where the Masquerade and Hugo's will be held, so if you want to make reservations, Please use the uh, Housing Bureau software system on the uh, Visit Spokane uh, Sasquan site. Uh, to follow Sasquan on Facebook, like their Facebook page. So if you type in S-A-S-Q-U-A-N in the search field at the top of the Facebook page, you'll find it like that, like you do for the, uh, for the Project Podcast. And to purchase your membership to this event, please visit Sasquan's registration page which is HTTPS, which is a secure site, by the way, uh, that double dot thing, backslash, backslash, Sasquan, that's S-A-S, 
quan.swoc.us backslash sasquan backslash reg.php so that's for your information the https means it is a secure connection please note this is a family friendly event and there will be a, a track for young people why not bring the kids it's going to be a well organized convention and one heck of a party we hope to see you there and that's originally from uh, the organizer dj connell writing for the great discworld fun gathering at Susquan. Ook. Uh so uh, get along there like they say that looks like a decent convention that is uh he finds the top of the letter again uh 19th to the 23rd of august 2015 in Spokane, Washington, United States at the Susquan Discworld Fun Convention. That's Spokane, Washington, or Spokane, Washington. Oh God, that was an awful accent. I can do better than that. But I'd have to drop into a southern accent for doing that, so I'm going to leave it for now. So, if you want to get along to Spokane, Washington, well, it's better, but it's uh, I'm being patronising there. Sorry, people. Um, so, looks like a good time. Thanks, Patty, for bringing that to my attention and my uh, well, the audience's attention. And at this point, where we're done for 32-odd minutes, 33 minutes almost, we will finally get on to the review. So, first of all, the reading, as always. So, back after this reading. Tinkle, tinkle. <coughs> The weathercocks of Ankh-Morpok creaked around the wind. Very few of them were in fact representations of Avis Domestica. There were various dragons, fish and miscellaneous animals on the roof of the Assassin's Guild. A silhouette of one of the members squeaked into position, cloak and dagger at the ready. On the Beggar's Guild, a tin beggar's hand asked the wind for a quarter. On the Butcher's Guild, a copper pig sniffed the air. On the roof of the Thieves' Guild, a real, if rather deceased, unlicensed thief turned gently, which shows you what you are capable of if you try. Or at least if you try stealing without a license. The one of the library, dome of the Unseen University, was running slow and wouldn't show the change for half an hour yet. But the smell of the sea drifted over the city. There was a tradition of soapbox public speaking in Sator Square. Speaking was stretching a point over the ranters, uh, harangas and occasional self-absorbed mumblers that spaced themselves at intervals among the crowds. And traditionally, people said whatever was on their minds and at the top of their voices. The tradition, it was said, looked kindly on the custom, he did, and very closely too. He probably had some one making notes. So did the watch. He wasn't spying. Commander Vimes told himself, spying is when you crept around, peeking in windows. He wasn't spying when you had to stand back a bit so you weren't deafened. He reached out without paying attention and struck a match on sudden detritus. That was me, sir, said the, pro uh, said the troll reproachfully. Sorry, Sergeant, said Vimes, lighting cigar. It's not a problem. 
they returned their attention to the speakers. It's the wind, thought Vimes. It brings something new. Usually the speakers dealt with all kinds of subjects, many of them on the cusp of sanity or somewhere in the peaceful valleys of the other side. But now they were all monomaniacs. Time they were taught a lesson, screamed the nearest one. Why don't our so-called masters listen to the voice of the people? Aunt Morkup, Aunt Morpok has had enough of swaggering brigands. They still are fish, they still are trade, and now they are stealing our lands. It would have been better if people had cheered, Vimes thought. People generally cheered the speakers indiscriminately to make them on, but the crowd around this man just seemed to nod to approval. Hmm, he thought. They're actually thinking about what he said. They stole my merchandise, shouted a speaker opposite them. It's a pirate bloody empire. I was boarded in Antmoreport waters. There was general self-righteous muttering. What do they steal there, Mr Jenkins? A voice said from the crowd. A cargo of fine silks. The crowd hiss. Ah, not the dried fish offal and condemned meat then. That's your normal cargo, I believe. Mr Jenkins strained to look, at the, at the, look for the speaker. Fine silks, he said. And what does a city care about that? Nothing. There were shouts of shame. Has the city been told? Said the inquiring voice. People started to crane their heads. And then the crowd opened a little to reveal the figure of Commander Vimes of the City Watch. Well, it's I, uh, Jenkins bang, uh, I... I care, said Vimes calmly. Shouldn't be too hard to track down a cargo of fine silks. That stink of fish guts. There was laughter. At Mopok people always like some variety in their street theatre. So, that was a bit of a longer reading of Jingo. I didn't go straight for the start. I wanted something a bit different this time round. So, Jingo is the 21st novel of the Discworld series. It was published in 1997. Oh, it was, it was a time return to Überwald. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, the rising of a previously submerged island and its uh, some scutuate sovereignty is, dis is the dispute uh, were inspired by the real leaf island. Not a real leaf. Haha. <laughs> My own notes I cannot read. Uh, the real-life island of uh, Fendinia. And uh, if we look up Fendinia or Fern Ferdinandia. I, I can Ferdinandia or something like those along the line. Um, this is an island off the coast of Sicily. Uh, I do believe so. Uh, Graham Island or uh, Graham Bank or Graham Shoal. Also known as Ferdinandia in Italy or the uh, Isula Fendania uh, 
in uh, Sicilian is a or was a submerged uh, volcanic island discovered when it appeared on the 1st of August 1831 by Humphrey Senhouse, the captain of the Royal Navy ship St. Vincent and named after Sir James Graham, the first Lord of the Admiralty. Uh, it was claimed by the United Kingdom. It forms part of the old the water volcano uh, system 30 kilometres or 19 miles south of Sicily uh, and which uh, is one of a number of a sub, uh, submarine volcanoes known as the uh, Campi Flegeri uh, uh, del Mar di Sicilia. Uh, it's a long time, so they did Italian in the school. I mean, a long time ago. I'm talking the 80s was my school time. Um, <clears throat> I left school in the 80s. Oh, she was. It's only just the 80s. As I left the school, it was almost the 90s. In fact, it was the 90s when I left. Well, I joined the army. At the, yeah, I'm drifting. Anyways, so uh, currently a sea mount. Uh, currently, sea mount eruptions have raised it above sea level several times before uh, erosion has submerged it again. So. Uh, when it last rose above sea level, erupting in 1831, a four-way dispute over its sovereignty began, uh, which was still unresolved when it disappeared beneath the waves in 1832 uh, during its brief time. So, that's the sort of brief idea where, where this idea came from for Jingo. Um, but uh, seeing the sort of things that Africa is so uh, nearby, uh, and, uh, well... The lands of the uh, of uh, Lebanon and Palestine, uh, Palestine and uh, Egypt, also very nearby. Um, it's, I suppose that's the way they wanted to do it here. Uh, seeing that uh, things like Italy were not so much occluded uh, as uh, proper lands, but as mm, how can you describe them? Cities. So, and. This time the uh, island is called Lesp, uh, which is being, being submerged in the Circle Sea. Circle Sea, read the Mediterranean, I hope for that one. Uh, rise to its surface, and uh, it's exactly halfway between Atmorpok and Al Kali, which makes it a powerful strategic point for whoever is claimed to it, uh, which do both cities do. Now, it's also lightly based on some of the Greek Italian submerged cities as well. Um, if you, once you get into the book, that you realise that uh, people have actually lived there in counterpoint to uh, Graham Island, I'll call it, because I'm having a bad time trying to pronounce the other name for it. And um, there are so quite literally there still there's pretty much submerged um, cities who are uh, very well still tiled and a fair chunk of the buildings are still there in somewhat decimated state. So, um, as I say, the book was originally published by Victor Gollans in uh, 1997. The ISBN number, if you want to wish to order it, is 0575 06504... We'll start again. Zero five seven five zero six five four zero zero, and uh, yeah, if you go searching, there's, there's several new versions anyway out there. I think this was actually got a new uh, expanded cover by now. 
um, where the, the block in the middle of the painting uh, on the original one, like my uh, my version of the uh, Corgi book that I own. I think Joan Gar I've got on Corgi, I'm not sure, I'll have to check that. Uh, I've been reading on Kindle and doing the audiobook. Anyway, talking of audiobook, audiobook once again is uh, read by Nigel Planer in his usual style. Uh, it's fairly well done. And so, what characters do we have here this time round? Well, we have our watch, as it's been a watch book. Um, Sergeant Colon, Sergeant Deshires, Corporal Angwa, Captain Carrot, Corporal Nobs. Um, there's a, a few new minor characters, as I, I remember. Um, now, also included in the book, uh, I'm not sure if this is the first time Leonard of Quirm is mentioned in the book. I'm sure it is that this is the first mention of Leonard of Quirm, whose inventions are basically the engines of uh, Leonardo da Vinci. I was about to say DiCaprio. <laughs> DiCaprio. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> as I said about Titanic Boy, the, the better, I think. Anyway, um, so we have also Veterinari. Now we have also... Um, we get more into the Clatchian side of things. Um, the peerage of Ankh-Morpork is brought up to the fore, showing them basically to be the fools that they are depicted. Uh, because there was the, also that, there was for quite a long time, there was, uh, especially in the Victorian period of things, there was that uh, gusto of. Uh, Starting wars and before the Victorian period, in fact, also in the 1700s, of uh, showing jolly who foreigner the taste of cold British steel and such like. When I suppose the 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 British Empire was, I suppose, still an empire to be taken note of, but um, it's also many who joined up under these sort of banners. Um, because every gentleman was allowed to have his regiment and such forth and uh, this has been carried over to this book as well. Um, war! Most of you know what my, my thoughts on war are. It's it's quite a lot of the time it's a, just a waste of time. It's just a an excuse for, in modern times, for big firms to um, get out there and make money. Uh, back in those times, it was a case of uh, you went out to make your fortune uh, in, by going to war. Basically, by being sort of uh, fighting the war for your country and then the spoils of war. That's where it literally comes from, the spoils of war. Um, basically, you're robbing the dead uh, on the battlefield or the um, once you've taken ships and that. That's why if you look into the sort of facts of uh, things like uh, Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, not so much, the, well, yeah, a bit of that one. Or um, uh, there was another one that's been turned into a film which was all based uh, about uh, naval officers and that, and this is where they were making their money as well. Um, so basically this probably this spoils the war. And this is sort of the basis for this book. Now, um, 
it starts off with a, um, you could say, a First World War style, but not successful uh, assassination attempt on uh, the, the the Clutchian prince, uh, Kafura's brother, uh, Kadron. Um, and basically, it's, that's where it all starts out. Um, most of these things are usually... <sighs> Let's say there's this sort of a backhand to the whole thing. Uh, there's another um, quote, and I'm sure it's from from another book of Terry Pratchett. Uh, Why do wars start? Because it's just uh, it's harder not to start a war. And um, yeah, war is this of things. I do enjoy this book. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of good bits in it, and uh, as Colin mentioned, um, with the other trousers of time, um, it's more the insight of what could have happened, and more the insight of what often has happened in, in wars like this. I'm, I'm sorry to get this into the point of <laughs> depression, but unfortunately, this is this is what it was. What it's really like um, myself. I've um, they call it conflicts, but war is war. It's where fighting erupts uh, two sides. And in our case, we were a third side that had to go in and actually make the peace happen. Uh, I suppose Bosnia was probably the worst of it. Uh, where things like uh, if you went into Sarajevo and realised just how detrimental... Uh, to the the um, the cost of life, the actual word being because um, I mean detrimental as there it was just a high cost. Uh, snipers are on all around um, Sarajevo. And if you look at Sarajevo, it's basically uh, Sarajevo sits in a, in a, like a valley, uh, properly surrounded by the hills, properly uh, with the town in the middle. And Sarajevo, of course, the scene for the uh, the assassination of the Grand Duke Ferdinand, which caused the start of World War One, practically. But uh, you look at it, and you look at the demolition of buildings. It's not a pretty sight. So I find, for me personally, uh, the way that uh, because the 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 disorganisers slipped into the other trouser of time. You know, saying uh, at which time who died and what and what happened and the like. Um, it's just to keep you. You know, it's a fun book, but it's just to keep you aware of actually how bad this stuff gets. Uh, I'm not here to lecture you. Uh, I'm just somebody who's uh, seen uh, what happens and what are the basically the out the, what happens at the end of it. Uh, not only going in there as, as peacekeeper, uh, personally, uh, as in uh, for Kosovo, where as part of the uh, peacekeeping troops we marched in, uh, you know, and and people who are now famous, uh, James Blunt, who was at that time Lieutenant Blount, uh, doing things like having to secure uh, um, Pristina Airport in Kosovo and the like. Uh, and they've been told by an American general, who's now a senator, by the way, 
And so uh, go looking up that idiot and vote him out again, all my US listeners, because uh, a man who tries to start the Third World War with the Russians um, because he's uh, missed the Cold War by because uh, he wasn't a high enough rank at the time um, doesn't deserve your vote uh, and doesn't deserve your tax dollars either. But that's just my personal thing there. But this sort of thing you go in and you see and you still get the arguments. Uh, this is where my also my personal experience also comes in. Um, uh, the arguments on Lesp at the beginning of the book. Uh, these sort of arguments happen all the time. Um, a good example, an old uh, regimental sergeant major of mine who had gone to the medical corps uh, so he could uh, lengthen his army time. Uh, basically, uh, he was in a our hospital, which basically British troops means you go to an area, you occupy some land, you find a building, and then you put up tents inside the building, and that's a hospital. Which, in counterpoint to the Überwalder army, which goes to the point, uh, finds a spot of land and builds out a proper hospital from containers that are properly hygienic and the like. Anyway, what happened was, um, said officer, uh, end up marching in where a Serbian and a uh, Albanian were stood with pistols at each other's heads in the uh, in the waiting room area, arguing uh, basically their heads off, and it was just shot of one of them shooting each other. And the officer handled basically uh, the best way you could do. He's an ex RSM. He shouted at both, at which point they uh, dropped both their weapons and and stood there like uh, naughty little boys uh, being caught out. So this sort of stuff really happens in real life. So the way that Terry wrote the, those bits in, in Lesp and the like um, brought up certain memories for me. And uh, I'm sorry I'm really dragging into this, but... And uh, the book, I have to say, is uh, in counterpoint to um, Small Gods, which just irritated me. This book is so well written that I can only highly recommend it. Uh, the facts of what goes on, the weapons that are created, especially just for uh, certain wars or uh, certain situations that are happening at that moment, um, you know, Leonard of Quirm's submarine and the like, um, early submarines were like that, uh, uh, attaching themselves to, uh, to hulls of boats there with a snorkel gun at the side and and the likes. Um, well, I think the Americans were really the, the, the first, had the first proper submarines that were under their own power. Um, during the, the American Civil War, towards the end of it, uh, so you've got that sort of stuff. Um, for me, the, the best characters in, in the book itself it still remains um, Sam Vimes. The way he uh, goes through the whole story, the way he treats the uh, idiot Rust and his kind at the end um, of the book. By, uh, basically... I'm not going to spoil it, but um, the way he treats it is just probably about the best way I, I feel that you could go about it. Um, it's a satiric way of so, uh, logically ending the book properly um, in a way that uh, somebody who is sensible and knows sense and, and can properly think for themselves 
Um, and it's not just out to make a buck uh, would deal with things. Um, the way that it's also it, it really does go very well into the way uh, nations are drummed up. You've only got to look at uh, the last Gulf War. Um, I'm, I was lucky. I managed to miss out on both Gulf Wars. Uh, the first one, I was basically I didn't have a trade. I was supposed to go out. Uh, without a trade, just to work as a general dog's body, um, but it came to a point that they said, no, without a trade, really cannot, we've got enough dog's bodies as it is, so uh, there was a lot of us without trade at the time that uh, basically went phew, uh, because it's, uh, you basically, all you had was your basic training at the time. And the second one I managed to miss out in the fact that I had signed off the army the year previously uh, after I got to a point where realisation I was basically not going to get promoted and I was going to say stay the basic uh, same basic rank I'd been all my army time so I had enough of it, I'd signed off so they really couldn't hold me um, at the time so I was kind of lucky because I went home and the next day my regiment flew out um, before the, the war started there, so um, I know this sort of stuff, so this is all the, um, it's not so much a sabre rattling, it's basically getting uh, the government's way of getting the public on their sides, and Terry's written this very well, because basically I've seen it personally, and this is basically what happens, um, and it's the aftermath of what happens as well, because as a soldier after the aftermath, once you're Mr. Civvy, Afterwards, and everything's getting back to normal. The uh, public in general just doesn't want to know you. Uh, whether it is you've you've left the army and you want a job, they basically don't want to know you because at that point it becomes apparent that the wars you're uh, being sent to fight or uh, sent to sort out, uh, in the case of peacekeeping and all the bad stuff is at that point now come to the surface. So you're basically the boo man for something that uh, politicians are basically messed up. But hey, that's sort of the way it's written. So that's just to give you a, a sort of soldier's insight. The book is, you know, despite being in a sort of fantasy realm of things, it's basically spot on. It's uh, basically the way you sort of think these sort of things happen. Uh, take it as a lesson. Uh, it is very well written. Um, even though it's not my favourite Discworld book, I'd still give it... This is, deserves a full 5 out of 5. Uh, not for just being a, a watch book and how to uh, end a war properly. Um, basically, before it even really gets started. I know I'm spoiling, but this is this is the only way I can deal with this book. Um, best way to end a war is not to start it in the first place or find a, a solution beforehand. Uh, if it's at all possible. If your country is one of the, the parties... Um, Trust me, it's just not worth it. Uh, the US is basically only just getting sort of back on its feet after the uh, billions and uh, nay trillions that was uh, thrown out during the um, the time of George W. Bush. Um, Obama is just very unlucky. Uh, he's landed himself with the clean-up. Uh, so he won't be remembered for the things he's done positively, um, basically because he'll be seen as a 
as a as a as a an do president due just to the fact that um he's done nothing but clear up after George W Bush this is my it's not just a personal opinion but it's there's the facts to be uh, behind this and I know I'll, I'll piss off a lot of people excuse my language about this but uh I'm afraid Obama's not going to be positively remembered just because he's been in there clearing up uh it's basically do you remember the if you're at a restaurant um, say McDonald's. Do you actually remember the guy or girl who, who was cleaning up the uh, the seating area where you sat down and ate at your meals? Do you remember them? Do you remember what they looked like? Do you even know their names? A lot of you will probably say no, but uh, that's basically what happens. And yeah, this it happens to a lot of us. Um, sorry, it's getting depressing, but it is a damn fine book. There are funny bits. Uh, the like I said, the disorganizer dropping into the other trouser of times brings you the reality of what actually would happen instead of uh, the way that we want to keep the the story happening because we want more out of these characters in the future. Uh, favorite bit in the book would probably be uh, the donkey and the patrician and the minaret because you know even donkeys don't have a chance against the patrician. So, um, after all that, uh, if you want to write me, uh, you can write me at Pratchett Podcast, all one word, Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, try not to use the old uh, old Gmail. Um, that is practically just for Reese, and Reese doesn't really get a chance much to look in on that. Uh, even though this year it will be a bit easier for him, so hopefully I'll get him in a few, a uh, few, uh, few times more than I did last year. And um, stay safe, stay sound. You could also uh, join me on the Facebook group. Uh, feel free to join the Facebook group, uh, which is the Pratchett Podcast. If you type that into there's Urchfield at the top of the Facebook page, and you click, and I'll add you as soon as I possibly can. And your name will be read out on the next Pratchett podcast after. And also, uh, you can look at Disc World Monthly. Uh, if you type that into uh, the search field, you'll find that actually quite a lot of the time there as well, due to the fact that I'm one of the admins there. You can also look up the... Uh, the Twitter account, which is uh, UU Librarian, uh, that's where he basically actually just lets you know when the new podcast are out if you're one of those Twitter people. And um, that's about it for next time. So next time round, what have we got for a lovesy, 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 dubby little book? So uh, we are. Now, with Jingo, and the next one is The Last Continent, is the next book. Oh yes, Last Continent. Oh yes, I've actually pre-read this already, uh, so I can get back into it. Uh, so, next time round will be The Last Continent. Uh, this will be the third, so it's another three books after this until we hit a non-disco book. And... Um, it's kind of good because I've the book after that is Carpa Joglium, uh, just to get you in the mood. So next time round is um, 
Last Continent. After that is then Carpa Joglium, which suits me brilliant because I actually got given, presented a Uberwald copy of uh, Carpa Joglium, so I'll be reading it this time in Uberwaldian. So, but like I say, next time round, The Last Continent, which I'm looking forward to. It's 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 an odd book, and a lot of people I know enjoy it. So stay safe, stay sound. Sorry it was a little bit dreary this time, but it's just the facts of uh, where this book goes and where it takes me. And uh, that's it for me. And, oh yeah, I'm alone. So, bye-bye from Uberwald. Bye-bye. If you want to contact us, then you can try through the Facebook group. The Pratchett Podcast. You can also get in contact over the email. Pratchettpodcast at gmail.com Also on Twitter. The You, You Librarian. He keeps saying ook all the time. Who knows why? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.